Yeah, it's about young people who are not like who are more introverts. You yes, know, that's like, exactly like do, 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 do you believe in like introvert and extrovert? Like, is that do you think that's a thing, or do you think that's you like were telling a, me about that? Or do, or do you think that's a box thing that people put get put in boxes or they put themselves in boxes? You know, I love that question because everybody there was this, this famous book recently. What was it called? It was called Shy or something like that. Or if I don't know what it is, then it's not famous. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing, I'm no, playing. it was called. It was something around that though. It was, but but basically everybody read the book and they were. Everyone who's read the book said, yes, I'm an introvert, mm -hmm. basically. And I think everybody believes that they're an introvert. And I don't know whether there are many people who believe that they're extroverts. I think even extroverts will say, actually, I'm an introvert. I'm just, you know, I just act extrovert in an actual way. But it's like, it's like a weird thing, like, do they put themselves in boxes? Like, did, you know, does someone like, remember I was, you know what, I used to brag about that. Remember that um, INFJ thing or, you know, all those yes. different six, um, 16 personality tests and stuff. And you actually agreed with it as well, I remember. You said that you when you took it, it was you agreed weird. with it. I've done it three times in a row mm -hmm. and I've got the same thing, you know. But then I think as time went on, because it's weird, because I wasn't about putting myself in a box, mm -hmm. but I've done it and a lot of it, like, helped me articulate how I felt at the time. But then I realised that was just at the time. Yes, okay. And, I, and so another interesting thing is that so, you know, like Sunday, obviously, like we were trying to do the shoot. Yeah, and yeah. I was in a different state of mind. Yeah. And we didn't do it. So it's just like, and, and one thing that's been fascinating mm. me recently is like how people make decisions or what people say or what people do based on the state of mind. Okay. So you mean if you, for example, took the test on Sunday, it might be different to today. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, because like my state of mind would have been different. Yeah. You know, like, it's like what state of mind mm. am I in? And, and how does my state of mind influence what I'm doing at the time? And that's a, like, wow. like I'm sure you've been in, in positions in life where like you're doing something and you might do the same thing again, but like you're just, you're in a different, you feel differently at that time. Mm. So you can have a different outcome. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 100%, man, 100%. But I've got um I've got a funny question for you. Oh yeah. Um, so so this is like a thing. So we start with a funny question mm. or something else that we read out, and then obviously the ending is like the main question that we're gonna ask you later on. Oh, um, do you know what? I watched Abdul's one the other day. You know. Yeah. Abdul's uh Abdul's, like I know I know he's deep, but he's yeah. really deep, so, man. So so funny enough. So when we're recording on Sunday, Abdul's replied to the story because. Aladdin's posted a little story like with me and you mm. and it was like I, he was like I can't wait for this one like he was just like <laughs> you got the main man on basically so yeah so um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny how you both like how you both like like each other's um Kind of like mindset, I guess, in a way. The dark place thing, man. I say that all the time now. Yeah, the dark place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you I actually forgot about it. Place. You know, it just reminded me of not it. about that dark life. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the funny question is, the funny question is, yeah, if animals could talk, yeah, which one or which one of the animals would be the rudest? The rudest. Yeah, the most rude one. If animals could talk, peacocks. Peacocks. Why peacocks? Because they're just full of color. I thought he was going to say they're full of shit. But no, but they're full <laughs> no, of colour. And you know, like, I feel like they're the types of animals where it's like, I relate it to like a person. Like, the type of people that might want to look the loudest and act the loudest mm. almost feels like they're the best. So, you know, they'll just be like, they're like, they're like, um, you know, in school, like, the baddest footballers or the best footballers were always the like, they like they switched their personalities. Almost yeah, they yeah. suddenly became like a bit rude. Like nah, man. Like people gave them respect because just because they're bad at football. And I feel like that's what peacocks would be like. They'd yeah, be like yeah. I'm the baddest, so yeah. I don't need to be nice to no one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, just before you introduce yourself, can we get AC off? By the way, sorry, I just I forgot about that. But yeah, um, so yeah, do you wanna like without again because we spoke about boxes? Do you wanna yeah, introduce true. yourself without I guess without putting yourself in a box? And and you know I don't know I don't know how you wanna do it. It's up to you. Yeah, I, do you know what? It's weird. You put, you, you, when you wrote that in the message and you said, introduce yourself, I was thinking, 
shit, I don't know what to say. Because mm. I know that it is putting myself in a box. Like, whatever I say. But do you know what? I kind of thought that the best way of describing myself is, um, which is weird to say, is that um, I'm, a, I'm a youth worker, I'm a husband, I'm a brother, mm. and I'm a father. That's the best way to describe myself. I love that. And do you know what? Like, in a way, I didn't want you to put yourself in a box anyways, because I don't know, I don't know, you told me if I'm right or wrong, but like, I feel like you've probably been a different person at different points of your life. And I think that's just like a normal, everyone does that, like, everyone does different things. And, and is it, is it the things that we do that describes us? Or is it, or is it who we are at the moment? Is it how we feel at the moment? Like, how do we actually describe ourselves, you know? It's true. I mean, for me, it's weird, because I, I actually think my Instagram profile <clears throat> probably is what, is what I put, is what I'm proudest of. So it's the youth work that I've been doing. That for me represents me. Um, the countries I've been to, so traveling, that for me is incredibly important. Um, education and learning. So obviously having a PhD, but writing and, um, and, just, and, just, and learning and reading as much as possible represents me. And, and a love of boxing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say two things. Number one, um, I think... I would put you, so for me, there's, there's three best youth workers, um, actually four best youth workers, yeah. But I'm going to put you amongst the four best youth workers. And I think you have, a, do you know what? Yeah. And I don't know how to describe this in a, in a, in a most like, in the best way. But I feel like you've got, um, like you're, you're just pro young people. Like you'll do anything for young people. Like even if it, I don't know, like, even if it's like, even if you put yourself in front of like a train kind of thing. Does that make sense? I'm trying to, cause I'm trying to explain it the best way I can without saying like certain things, but yeah. do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and do you know what? It's, that's, that's, that's one of the most amazing compliments. Yeah. Because I'm so passionate about youth work, it's, that's one of the most amazing things you can say about me. And it's weird that I'm going to take it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take it. I'm, you I'm know what you're going to say? Can I just I say it? it? Can I just Thank say you. it straightforward? Yeah. So I, I feel like I feel like you're the kind of person, and this is I respect that so much about you. Yeah, I feel like you would kind of like finesse the funder to make sure that young people develop and progress in a way. So I don't know, like if 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 anything, we'll cut this out, whatever. No. If, if, if you don't want this to be on there, because I don't. That's why I didn't want to say it. But. <laughs> Listen, I no longer uh, I'm no longer paid as someone to work with young people. So I'm happy to say that there's a that there's 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 a game. That mm. we play, mm. um, and if it if if we can if we can utilize whatever we need to do in order to support young people in the best way we can, it has to be done. Yeah, but I think but I think for me the beauty of that is just that you would do it for the young people. So like you wouldn't do it for your own games; you would do it for the young people. And it's just I feel I feel that's an incredible thing to see. Now for me, yeah. it's, it's it's unusual for me to talk about this because I find it really I normally find it really uncomfortable. But I think because I'm from a different angle now, I feel like it's easier to say, but yeah, like it's um, like it, it it brings me the most amount of joy. There's there's mm. a young person that I was um that I worked with years ago. So maybe I know this is about twelve, <clears throat> studying and I, and and what I love is I I still I want to I want to always stay in contact with people that I work with. And um, he's now I think he's about twenty five, twenty six. He's coming up to uni or he just started uni. And then we've been going through some essays I've been helping with. We're just talking with. Then last few assignments helped him with. Obviously, then he's fin just finished his dissertation. And for me. Like that's the most proudest achievement. It's not because I, I don't feel like I've had any part in it. I'm just, I feel privileged to have been allowed to be part of someone's journey um, to achieve greatness. Yeah. No, but why don't, you, why don't you feel like you had part in it? 
Do you know this? I think the difficult thing about youth work is we're as youth workers, we're always um, we want to put the emphasis on young people. Mm. So it's very difficult, I think, for 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 me. This is a completely different profession, right? If you're a musician, mm. it's about you. If you're a producer, it's about you. If you're a footballer or a boxer, it's about you. Obviously, you talk about the team, but ultimately, it's about you. And I think as youth workers, we're we're we're, we're kind of similar to to coaches, right? But we don't even get the same kind of um, recognition. Yeah, the same recognition. Yeah. And but because we're also we recognize that the young people we work with um, may have come from challenging situations in which they don't get recognized for their greatness. So we're always pushing the narrative that's the young person that's done it themselves, which essentially is we've just yeah. you know we may have created conditions that are conducive for that. But ultimately, it's a young person who has to go in the ring and do the fight, right? So, but in a weird way, like if you didn't have that input, then would the young person would have made it there as well? That's always like so. It's kind of like I feel like it just. I keep saying this. You mm. remember me saying this all the time. Like it takes two sides to build a bridge. So it's almost like if you know if that one side wasn't building it, would that bridge exist? You know, it's, it's that sort of thing. And that's true. And that's why it's weird maybe to think about it like a sporting context, like a like a a boxing trainer, <clears throat> a coach, and. A, and a boxer because to use and it's similar to using the context of of where we've worked is that yeah the coach ultimately should should get just as much recognition as the boxer but the one thing that is weird that promoters in fact i always hear coaches say is, is look i'm not the one taking the punches you know yeah, so I, yeah. we're doing all the work outside but i don't step in the ring no one's punching me in the stomach you know i'm not having to do mm. all those sit-ups so it might not be physically taking the punches but while the boxer's taking the punches they may be taking the punches mentally because they might be feeling it just as much, or sometimes even more than the boxer. You know, that's, there's an emotional investment as that's well. That's powerful, because that's that that brings us back to the whole point about what's challenging about youth work is is that there's secondary trauma. Because sometimes it's really difficult to watch our young people go in the ring and take metaphorically and also practically and mm. take punches, and but we can't do anything about it. Yeah. So it's almost more painful because in many ways we. You know, we want the best for those young people, but sometimes it doesn't go, it do, do, doesn't um, it doesn't happen. And, you know, we see that because whenever, and, and I hate to have to say this, but, you know, whenever a young person's died or been killed, we, we, we go into meltdown. Mm-hmm. Like we, we do, we implode and we, 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 um, we just collapse because, because we believe that it was our responsibility and that we've let that young person down. Yeah. And it's almost like it, it becomes like a reminder of certain things people forget. It's just like, I feel like people sometimes forget how irrelevant. So for example, you know, like in charity, sometimes like people have some really weird politics and the fight and arguing over like some silly things that's not even relevant to like young people's lives. And then some, you know, a young person would lose their life. And then suddenly it's just a reminder, actually none of that stuff was actually important. You know, there's, there's much more important matters and stuff. We're dealing with like yeah. young people's lives and stuff. Yeah. And, but yeah, I agree with you. I feel like sometimes there's only so much I guess influence we can have, but we can always try to do our best, you know, and it's just, you know what, I'm I'm a fan of what you say a lot of the times, you, you say something um, along the lines of, like, we do the best we can with what we know at the time, mm. you know, and it's only later, I, I think that's, the, I've heard you say that phrase mm. before, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've said that before. And it's only like later on, like when we find out a bit more, then we can do a bit better, you know? Yeah. That sort of thing. And I mean, the other thing I find interesting, just fascinating about us as youth workers is that, um, like for us, it's, it's about deferred gratification very often. So, you know, a teacher will teach a young person, they get grades at the end of the year. Or, you know, a coach will train a fighter and they'll go into the ring and you see what happens. We don't know what's going to happen to that young person for maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, you, you, you will, you'll see young people that you've worked with in 10 years time and they might come and just say, ah, oh, Leo, do you know what? You really had an impact. And you were like, I, you might not even know their names. Yeah, 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 you might not yeah. even know who they are. And that's what I find so fascinating about it. But that's why I think that as youth workers, we are the most resilient people. I don't think I've come across a profession as resilient as us because we don't get any, we, we get, um, you know, we get no respect by society. Um, many times in organizations, I think people don't recognize the types of work that people do or the trauma that they're trying to manage. And young people give us love, but at the same time, it's kind of 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes they might use us as, as someone to kind of take, you know, take their emotions out. And, yes, and, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially that, I, I, I think especially when we have like built closer relationships because they feel comfortable to do so. You know? mm. um, but yeah, I agree with you. And I feel, I feel like... Um, I feel like it's really sad, like because in in the youth work, in the youth work area, like a lot of the times, it's like what you said, like people don't really like respect us as much and stuff, and it's like we have to go through so much, and I think the the saddest part is that we always get asked to like record like some sort of data, you know, like you have to mm. record what kind of work you did, so you know we're not wasting our money and stuff, and mm. I think I think the worst part about it is that some of the work that we do is not measurable, you know, it's like what you said, like you know sometimes like you might not even know what changes. It, the conversation made for the young person you might find out five years later ten years later you might have not even ever find out what impact it had you know so it's mm. like, how can you measure that you know yeah and you get these silly like you know do the monitoring evaluation and collect the data and stuff and we can try to do some of that but it's not gonna fully it's not measurable man you can't measure work with people like it's just so difficult i think well just all the, the range of emotions that we go through you know there's mm. there's i mean i can only speak about me obviously i know i've been working in similar positions but we've not not necessarily just cried and broken down because of um because when young people have died but then when young people um sometimes frustrated with us mm. like i've i've been in tears i've been i've been in bits and sometimes it's sometimes they wanted to they the, the things they've said or the assumptions they've made about how much i care about them or how much i don't care, care about them or um thinking that i'm against them mm. and those types of things have such a huge impact on on my mental health and well-being um and that, that type of stuff you can't record. You know, yeah. there's, there's no amount of money or no amount of recompense or remuneration that can, that can manage that, that level of, um, I suppose, uh, just fight, just, just war, struggle that we go through. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing profession. I just feel like it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very much, very much kind of a fan of everything that, that we do, which is why I get really frustrated. I think if, if, if there are people in youth work who don't share those same values not 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 only the love for young people but i suppose the determination to better ourselves so that we can become role models that um, that inspire other young people to be similar to yeah do, do you think there's like a right or wrong way of youth working or just like youth work so no i don't i definitely don't think there's i, th I think it's really broad for me it's uh, it's just it's just really about two things it's about one being um incredibly passionate about Believing that a young person can be anything they want to be, which sounds Disney-like, but that has to be the starting point. Mm. <clears throat> which also, in hand in hand, goes with never giving up on that young person. And then on the other side, there's us as youth workers um, trying to make, uh, making ourselves almost, almost imagining that we're that we're that we're fathers or mothers. <clears throat> and how do we want that young person to see their father and their mother, um, or, or older brother or uncle or whatever? Um, and so. You know, it, how how would we get them to 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 to, to love and respect us? Um, I use love in kind of the broad term. Yeah. Um, would they would they respect us if 
if you know they, they saw us running a, a viable business or if they knew that we read this many books or if they knew that we'd spoke this, this many languages or traveled to this many places. That's what I, I feel like is important for, for, for a youth worker to be. And I think if, if we're not doing those two things in tandem, then we're in dereliction of duty. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I'm going to ask you like a slightly, it's not like a weird thing, but um, you tell me what, you, what comes to your mind. So exp exploration versus control. Exploration versus control. Mm. Just getting a little bit philosophical. Yeah, yeah. Exploration versus control. So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is there's um, I haven't got the, I haven't got the uh, the anecdote correct, but there's there's there is a theory that there's two different types of people. There are explorers and there are settlers, and explorers mm. are so so actually um, actually is I'll I'll use five pieces an example because I think it's really important. So Luke, as someone is. Um, there's always kind of this concept of the founder, right? And the founder is someone who just, uh, who's the explorer. That's mm -hmm. Luke, that's Luke Downey, right? He just goes around and just, like he creates just amazing, wonderful things. And I think there's no doubt that he just gets shit done, right? Yeah. And, he, and he just does crazy things. If he said that he was going to build this 10 years ago, people just thought, no, you're trying shit. Like, it's just amazing, right? But then he's also aware that then there are settlers and they're completely different. Because once you've gone into that new landscape, you need a totally different person to say, okay, right. We do actually need some structure here and we do need some fairly, we need some kind of rigid policies and procedures mm. in order to kind of make sure that, the, you know, we need a society, right? Um, so for me, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the exploration person. I think uh, just, just if I'm answering that question, which is more of the creative. Yeah, um, that's I really interesting. That's so it's kind of like, it's like someone going out then maybe like setting up a country. Yes. Just so someone, 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 you know, explore and mm -hmm. discover something and then the settlers will come in and then basically govern it. Kind yes. of like the government, the government's, the government's, the, the, the control, like the control that the settlers, mm -hmm. yeah. That's exactly it, that's yeah. exactly it. And I think it's, yeah, like even, that's why um might sound like again, well, <clears throat> it's not necessarily personal, but it's like for someone like you, you're, you've definitely got that exploration thing about you. And, you know, it's interesting because sometimes when, you know, we've been working together, well, not only, only kind of in the last six months, like, you, me, and Ebs, um, and mm. I, don't mind, uh, I hope you don't mind me just saying Ebs, because it's like, but it's like, we would just sit down and say, right, we just need to extract from your brain and put it onto paper, because you have so much going on in there. There's just so many wonderful ideas. And actually, we need to put them down. Do you know what I mean? We need to, we need to put them into some context so that they can be used, because... Yeah, there's just that's it's um there's uh there's just energy going on. Like I can almost just imagine inside your brain, there's just like these like cells just just bouncing around, just off each other, just going into all different directions. And um yeah, you're the explorer. No, definitely. But do you know what? I feel like I've developed this um I've developed this muscle of like, I, and this is like I'm I'm gonna try to explain this like in the best way possible. Like it doesn't really matter. You know, it's just like all of these different things, you know, there's there's noise, this, 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 da, 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 whatever. And I have this switch now where it's just like, it don't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and I don't mean this in like a bad way. I mean this like in the most empowering kind of way, you know, like someone goes like, oh, how are we going to work out this thing and whatever? It doesn't matter. Like, we're just going to do it. You know, like for example, the the sun the Sunday shoot, like it didn't work. It doesn't mm -hmm. really matter. It's not, it's not relevant. And to be honest, like, do you think, you know, like, so for example, does Sunday really exist? Like, and this is like a really philosophical, does it really exist? Or is it, is that just something that's, that we experience in the present moment? And now it's just kind of like, it's in my head or it's in your head. And is that even a real thing? You know, did we just transition from that present moment to this present moment? 
It's weird because it exists, but like you, like you said on that day, it exists differently for me as it does for you. Mm. So it exists, it exists for me, but then, it, but that, but but uh, but what? But it's completely in the, like it's completely mine. Yeah. So it might not even ex- existed for you in the same way, right? Because you were feeling completely different, as in like you were, you know, you'd had mm. you'd had heavy experiences the, the night before. So it's a situation where. You might, yeah, you'll have a completely different perspective. Yeah. Completely so, different. So can it change your past? Do you know what? It's, it's, it's weird you say that because, like, I'm going to answer this in a, in a weird way because in more of a, like, in kind of in a grounded way because recently, um, like, in, in, in they were, there were issues about certain films being put on TV. One was, uh, for example, Gone with the Wind, right? And there was a problematic relationship between, it was set in kind of a, I think it was in a, a slave or just post-slave period of America. And there was, everybody loves the film, right? Like, not everybody, but lots of people love the film. But there were some problematic relationships in that film. So the question was, do you not show the film? <clears throat> in which case, you, you are changing the past, right? You mm. are changing... That you're changing people's perception of the past because they're not aware now of what went on in the past because they're not able to watch films from the past if you take that way, mm. or you 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 show you still show the films, but you have a disclaimer at the be- or you have an explanation at the beginning. But then, but then is that them just not sharing the information of the past or is that them changing the past? So yeah, you're right. Actually, it's not necessarily so, so, changing. So the, the way past. with my question, can you change your past? Like mm. I think, I think, I, I think, think you I, can. So I think I can change my past, because I, I was I was thinking about this like quite deep actually. Okay, yeah. And I was thinking about, so the past, the past that I've experienced exists in my head, right? And and probably like every single past experience I had, even even if it was with other people, they have a different version of that in their head. So I'm thinking like you know the whole thing of like everything's about perspective and we see things differently. So I was thinking like actually, so the way the past events exist in my head. I can actually change on how I view them, right? So that means I'm changing my past. Like if I go from, let's say, certain event happened and I go like, oh, this event is going to be the reason uh, why I'm going to be like not successful in life or something's going to happen, whatever. And then that's obviously, that's that's my past, you know, like that's how I feel that my past is. But then if I change the narrative around it or, or even like if I kind of like change on how I perceived what's happened, like mm-hmm. I'm changing the past event, which will kind of create a different future in a way. Because I'm going to behave differently based on changing that. Yeah, no, I agree. So, even, well, the other thing is, even there might be things in your past that you didn't remember, or that you do remember that then adds a different con. So that, or did they even happen? Yeah, so it's past even a I mean? real thing. Yeah, because actually, because you know what? Damn, that's powerful. Because so recently, I like it's getting this slightly off topic, but. Recently, um, there, there is no topic. So oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't have, <laughs> we don't have a topic, so it's all good. But you know why it's relevant? Because I, ch- I changed my surname, right? From Whittingham to Vigas. Mm. And the reason why I changed my surname was because I wanted to distance myself from a past. Basically, the name Whittingham was my grandfather's name, mm. but my dad didn't even really know him. I constantly never, like, don't know anything about him, right? And also, I know the name has, uh, like, a, a slave history. Mm. So I changed that name. Because I thought I changed my name to, to the name that I felt that was more relevant. So in a way, I changed my past. What I mean is, is that, is that I now have a different view of, of where I feel like I'm, I'm aligned to, of, what I'm, uh, of where my lineage is, and in terms of what I believe my responsibilities yeah. are. And so <clears throat> the reason why I say this is because 
I then started throwing away lots of books that I had that were based on, that were kind of talked about slavery and discrimination. And I thought, do you know what? I'm focusing my life. I'm focusing on this particular part of my life mm. that is now impacting how I relate to the world. Mm. So I thought, let me throw all that away. I'm not even going to focus on that side of my family. I'm focusing on a different side. And now I have a different set of, um, I believe that I'm, I'm uh, I suppose I have different levels, different aspirations yeah. and different responsibilities. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like, I become what I focus on sort of thing. Yes. So it's like, it's almost like, actually, it's almost like I become what I don't want to be. Mm. It's like, it's, it's, whatever I'm, I'm choosing to put my time and energy into knowing about is going to be a part of my life because I'm going to consume that, right? Yeah, and so, but so, the, the fascinating thing is, is yeah. though, was that even anything to, like, it's, it's weird because, weirdly enough, like, maybe, maybe, let's say, maybe I was adopted, right? <clears throat> and maybe I don't have to actually have, for example, Caribbean heritage. Maybe I'm actually from, you know, from Tanzania or from, or from Australia. So mm. in which case, but what, what if I told myself I was from those places? What if I truly believed that? But does then it really that, make a difference? Exactly. That's, mm. that's the point is that then, then it would, then I am effectively changing. Because why can't I just tell myself I'm that? Mm. You know? Yeah, that's why can't I tell myself I'm Italian and then just start like a pasta food? Do you know what I mean? And just, and just believe I'm, you know, like, I, like yeah, you're right. You could actually just, because what about people who who have different personalities, right? Or, or believe that they're different people. So like, it kind of so goes back to the thing of like, when we started the, the, the episode, we said, you know, like, like nothing, like when none of these things really, like, when none of that, like where we might be, they might be used as boxes to, you know, to describe us in a certain way and whatever, because I feel like what I've witnessed from, like the human nature is always to like, find the best way of describing something. And I feel like, and I feel like we went from simple ways of describing things to like making it more and more complex for no reason. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm, and I'm, I'm starting to look for ways to like, how do we make things a bit more simple? So that's why I go back oh. to the whole, I revert. Like when I, when I go a bit too deep and too much, like into thinking and stuff, and I just go, you know what? It doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. and that's kind of like, that's when I get grounded and I'm just like, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, mm -hmm. like just let me strip everything down, all these different labels and stuff. Um, but I actually forgot what the point I was trying to make. I forgot. No, but so, but then, but then sometimes, because the weird thing is, we're social animals, so we like to attach ourselves to groups. You know, that's mm. why most of us move to cities because we, we, whether we like it or not, no, it's not whether we like it. We do enjoy mm. connecting with other people. So, so it helps. So, us would you? So, I'm not, I'm not to challenge you, by the way. But would you mm. say that to like a person who's like, who literally has like, who chooses not to socialize with anyone, and like literally lives like a completely different lifestyle and doesn't care about anyone like would you like would you consider them without would that just be maybe like a person who's, so let's say like the social animals but maybe is the person not functioning properly then would that i don't know is mm -hmm. that i just um no 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 i think it's yeah. just it's just more the um well i don't know because it's weird because there was um there have been i mean there haven't been studies it's just it's just anecdotal but conversations listen to conversations with people uh who uh uh, we're in solitary confinement. <clears throat> um, so there's, 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 been, there have been some studies done uh, to suggest that if you, if you're in solitary confinement for a certain amount of time, mm. like you just start to, you start to lose it basically. And there's a really good book um, by, it's by a guy called Hugh P. Newton, the guy who set up the Black Panthers, and he was talking about what he'd have to do, like his thoughts, how he'd have to manage his thoughts when he was in solitary confinement. Because what would happen mm. is, is he, he said this really weird thing where he'd have a positive memory and the positive memory would go around and around in your brain and end up turning into a nightmare and you'd have to learn how to control your mind in order to not wow. go into a really dark place. So 
I think for humans, it's very difficult for us to live on our own. Mm. Um, but that's not the case, you know, not for everybody. But yeah, no. But I think I think we all need each other. Like regardless, like everything everything that's created around the world is just like it's always had more than one person's input. Mm. Um, even like for example, like even if one person creates a thing, like they're they're learning from how to create that came from another person and other people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that's is really true. interesting. Like I've I've been I've been also like kind of like I've, I've been thinking about books, right? So when someone writes a book. It's usually a collection of other information they've collected from the life experience. So, for example, they might have read, like, let's say someone writes a book on how to become unconfident, right? And they probably, like, they went to university, studied certain things, they gained information there, or they read another 20 books on confidence and stuff. So they've collected the information, filtered it through their own perspective of what that looks like, and then put it in a book. Yeah. And it's just like, everything's just like, kind of like collection of information and knowledge and stuff. And it's just being passed on in different ways. So like every, it's weird, in university, I remember the, the most difficult thing was, no, the, the strangest thing was when you're right, when I was writing an essay, um, like the first few essays I wrote, the teachers said, well, there's no references. Like it can't just be all your own opinions. You have to have read around the subject mm. and then reference it. And there needs to be, you know, like two or three references almost every paragraph, uh, every, every large point that you're making. And I thought, that's, that's weird because, so I can't just write an essay just based on what, I, what my thoughts are. I have to read around the subject and effectively my essay is a list of, is looking at the opinions that other people have on it and then coming out with my own conclusion that's basically choosing which opinion I agree with more or less. Yeah. So I'm not actually creating anything new. I'm just developing the ideas of someone else or just saying I agree a bit more with other people. Yeah, and then if you're going to reference them, then they they referenced other people as well. Then mm. shouldn't we reference the other people? And then those other people's references as well. So like the reference list is gonna be, you know, so might as well just reference the whole world. <laughs> you know, just put the world. like I'm gonna ref yeah, the world. That's the mm. reference. That's where we, you know, we live, like that's where we live. We live in a planet, you know, like just, you know, like I should reference my mom. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's just like where we where do we learn and where do we pick things up from, you know? Like But then that's why it's interesting because I think then it's it's uh then, you know, using, using kind of a academia as, as an example, um, you're, you're only really supposed to reference, you know, published, people who have been published in, in, um, in well-respected either journals or books, right? So, like, like, I can't reference you. And yet the amazing thing is, is mm. when I live my life, you know, when I, when I walk around and I'm talking to people, uh, any things that I, you know, things that I think and I say, I always like to say, you know, I've got this, from you know, I'll get it from you. I'll get it from Aladdin, or I'll get yeah. it from someone else. Because there are there are just because you haven't been published, or just because you haven't written up like ten thousand words on it, doesn't mean that what you're saying is any less powerful or potent. Yeah, and then, and then also, but there's also an element of like how you, like, what's your filtering system? You know, it's like because mm. I feel like you're the type of person like anyone can say anything, and you have a very good filtering system where you can actually take something away from it. It's almost like, what's your ability to reflect, you know? And, and this is what I always say, like, I feel like for people, like if they can kind of like practice and master the ability to reflect, then they can look at anything. Like, you know, it's not relevant. It's just like, they can look at whatever they can. Like, for example, I could stare at the table and come up with some crazy reflections that, you know, it doesn't really matter what we look at. It's just what, you know, what's the filtering system as well? Yeah, that's I true. Guess, like in a way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, so I've, I've got a slightly, I've got a slightly different question. Um, why is it so hard to do the right thing? So, so for, I'll give an example. Mm. For instance, like I feel like there's loads of people, I'm gonna use exercising as an example because I just exercise a lot anyway. So I know there's people out there and, and I know this from my experience, people said it before, 
Like they want to start training. They're like, I, like they think the right thing is to look after their health and they want to be healthy. They want to live a long life, but they don't train. And I see this, like, this is one example. Like people, like it's always difficult to do the right thing. So why is it hard to do the right thing? Because the right thing why isn't always the most fun. It doesn't taste as good. Um, it instantly doesn't feel as nice. And if we're only looking for short-term gratification, then we're not going to do the right thing. You know, as we were kind of talking before, you know, like, like chocolate tastes good, right? Mm. So, and and I don't like broccoli, you know, but broccoli is definitely much better for me. But do you, do you think do you think like we're conditioned? So this this is this is what I'm curious about. Does chocolate really taste good, or are we are we conditioned to think that chocolate's that thing? That but I I think it's designed. I like we take it one step further. I think those types of things are designed to taste good in a certain way. They're they're, they're kind of t designed to impact you biologically um mm. but um but you're right because you know even it's, it's weird because even if you it's like you know like uh, like like sweets are always considered to be and desserts always considered to be the treat right just yeah. use that as an example whereas broccoli is just broccoli like, you're not gonna like broccoli but it's good for you but what if we flipped it around and you had chocolate for main, your mains and the treat was broccoli afterwards. Would we then think to ourselves, yay, like let's have broccoli. But that's why, you know, like, that's why like I love what Abdul says, man, about loving a dark place because mm. that's, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? It's flipping it around. It's, 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 um, it's taking something that typically is seen as something that's hard and that we don't like doing and actually saying, this is the fun bit. You know, the fun yeah. bit is getting into that place that's, that's challenging. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think, yeah, I think I think there's a whole thing about like what is what. Like, I don't know. It's really weird. I, I got like really philosophical in, in in this episode, but it's just like it's almost like what is you know is is the thing is the thing what the thing is you know or is it what we learn it is you know kind of thing. I guess. Yeah. I guess the way it kind of comes from. Um, but but I still think you know like look, there's that you know like no one. As I think I was saying before, like, you know, it's weird. I, I, ages ago, I remember doing an interview and um, like for a job and they said, look, what's the, what was the hardest, what's the hardest thing you've ever done? And I remember all I could think of was burpees. Like, I know it was a job interview, but all I could think of was just burpees. Like, they're just hard to do, right? Everyone hates they're burpees, hard. man. But the thing is, is, but they're the best for you, right? If you, you know, because you're, you're taking it, you're going all the way to the ground and you're taking it all the way to the top. You're engaging so many different muscles. It's one of the best exercises mm. you can do, but it's horrible. And that's, that's the... That's the, 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 the weird um, aspect about the world. I almost think it's, it, the world is made in that way. That, like, that's the challenge. Like, mm. it's, it's by design that the things that are best for you often are the most difficult. And the things that are, um, that are the worst for you are often the most easy. And the world, I think, is designed in that way to test you. Because if it wasn't that way, like, how boring would the world be? Yeah. If it was just easy then, to be the best. If it was it, easy to be the best. But then dance is easy. Like, you just... Well, I just learned how to do more of what I don't like doing. You know, like that's, it's a mindset thing. Like, for yeah, example, true. like, I'm laughing because you said burpees. I hate burpees. But the fact that I hate burpees, like, I want to do them even more. So, like, when Abdul goes, I'll oh, be doing burpees or whatever, I'm like, cool, you know what? I'm like, F you, Abdul. Yeah, but we're doing burpees, isn't it? Mm. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fully involved. Um, so, I think, I think it's a mindset thing. I think we had a conversation before and I can't lie, I'm not, I haven't been doing it as much recently. I don't know why I stopped doing it. Maybe my, my, you know, my mindset switched and whatever. But I used to say like, 
I used to say that when I feel like I don't want to say something or I don't want to do something, I do the opposite. So if internally mm. I go like, you know what, I shouldn't say this, but then I go, you know what, I'm going to do the opposite of that. And that's how I've achieved a lot of like different things and got different like positive results and stuff in life in general. But it's definitely like a good, good like way of just kind of like switching things over. That's one of the best things. And mm. you know what is weird? Because I forgot you said that. And I've forgotten that because that's, that's so powerful for anyone. I think that's the best, like, it's so good to, to tell yourself that anytime you're in a meeting or anytime, you know, you're, you're lost and you need to ask someone something or anytime you're thinking, oh, should I have to go training this morning? It's mm. like, that's, that's such a perfect thing to remember. Yeah, I've literally had it yesterday. I've had it yesterday. Um, so Bear messaged me and, and he goes, 5 p.m., we're doing a circuit. And I, so obviously, you know, like, <clears throat> so... The listeners don't really know the background, but Sunday we was meant to shoot the episode mm. and I was fully hungover because I went out on Saturday, lack of sleep. I just said, sorry, Jacob, I can't do this. <laughs> and um, so Monday I was still kind of like, I was just recovering from that hangover. So I wasn't still 100%. I was working from home. And uh, so Saber messaged me. He's like, oh, 5 p.m. circuit. My initial response was I was about to go like, you know, I'm not feeling it today. But I said, you know what? Let me do the opposite. I said, I'm there. I'm turning up. And I had a, I had the best thing. It's just like doing things that, you know what? There's a quote that says, happiness lies in the things we don't want to do. Mm. Yeah. Happiness lies in the things we don't want to do. Yeah, that's the quote. Um, yeah, and that, made, that, that kind of made me feel, but I, I don't agree with it fully. I think certain things that, when, you know, if you don't like certain things, you don't like certain things for a particular reason, I think. But then I think people know themselves and they'll always mm. be honest with what is what. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, because it's, it's a, yeah, I think, because also people understand the context of that, right, which is just to say, it's not to say, like, go and murder people, do you know what I mean, like, even though you don't like doing it, it's, it's to say, it's to say, you, you know deep down what the best thing to do is, mm. but you also know that in many cases it's the thing that you don't want to do, yeah. so do them because they are the best. Yeah, I, th I think, yeah, I think some people just lie to themselves, you know, mm -hmm. um, and they, they, they know when they do that, like, people, no one ever has to go to them and... Um, cool, I've got last two questions for you. Yeah? Um, so what what things should people, or what one thing should people experience at least once in their lifetimes? What one thing should people experience once in their lifetimes? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, one thing if they could do <clears throat> would be to have a conversation with their grandparents mm. or someone elderly. <clears throat> Like a real, like a real long conversation with someone elderly. I think that's often. <clears throat> I think, like, how often do we actually do that? Like, but, but what, what sort of conversation? Like, like, like a conversation about them. Yeah. Just a conversation about, about the them life? and asking. Yeah. So, so, so there are there are really interesting questions that like they were asking, <clears throat> uh, like a group of people in an old people's home. Like, what what some of the things you regret. And that question is a really interesting question because they've, they've been alive for 80, 90 years, right? Mm. And they've had the opportunity to reflect on some of the things that they wish they'd done. And those are some of the, that's, that's some of the information that is really powerful for us because we can utilize that to try to, um, to counteract having any regret that, mm. that takes place. Like there's, there's I, I almost, I, I think there's, um, to kind of almost bring it back to a bit of like a youth work thing, some of the, some of the, or even just about us, we, we spend so few times, so little time mm. talking to people who are, who have experienced so much more than us. Like we, because we could, because I could say, you know, let's travel here or let's, 
you know, let's do a bungee jump or something like that. But actually, all of these things are kind of obtainable. And all these things we actually do, what we see people do, what you see people talk, talk mm. about, we very rarely talk to people who are far, far senior than us, who grew up in times that were completely different, who have been around and often had experiences that were probably incredibly traumatic and have come through it. And I think it's a beautiful opportunity to, to, to support us in our development. Mm. I like that. I do, I do think that um, regret is a decision. I think, I think, yeah, and I'm gonna use the term choosing to regret. Yeah, that's a decision, I think. I think, re yeah, regret is an active decision. Um, yeah, it sounds weird because obviously I think maybe a lot of people, some people might be listening, what do you mean by this and stuff? Mm. But unless, unless someone can read my mind and understand <laughs> the concept fully, like that's, you know, that's as far as I'm gonna leave it. No, but just, just to add to that though, I think I agree. And I think, cause I think, um, but I also think that maybe from my perspective, I'm not old enough to have regret yet. Cause mm. I still believe that I can accomplish anything. Mm. But when I'm 80, <clears throat> that will like the I know that my time is nearly up so at that point maybe maybe regret is the wrong word but what things would I like to have done more of or like to is yeah. there, are there any things that I I wish I I'd, uh, I don't know yeah but then you have to wait well. till you're 80 right like, yeah that's true and then, and, then, and then if you wait till you're 80 and then you go like what do I regret then it's kind of like it's, it's a mindset thing it's like you know like I think I think it's a choice like for example for me right now like I used to have a time like well I go like oh I regret this I regret this but then I've kind of learned to teach myself that actually like that's it's not going to change anything and going back to the whole thing mm -hmm. is that is that thing even real you know like it's exist it's an existing experience within my head and I can change how I view that and stuff anyways you know yeah what if I did it Do yeah like what, what, if, what if I did it what if I did it and it didn't work out how I wanted it to anyways what if that would have made my life worse what if I didn't even live to AE because of mm. that thing, you know, like it's just, there's all these different factors. So there's no like, there's no right or wrong decision or that's why I don't believe in regrets. You know, it's just, I, mm. I think it's just more about like, how can we take an experience and don't let it ruin us or hold so much power over us and just have it take as a learning curve and just, you know, and, and progress with it. Do you know what, that's, that reminds me a lot of um, <clears throat> when we went to Sam's funeral, right? Mm. And the, the vicar or priest or whatever, he said something that was that, that's exactly what you were saying. And I almost felt like it was weird because you've, you've, you've never met him, um, but he was saying exactly what he was saying. Which he, and he was like, I almost felt like it was you speaking in a weird way. And I'm being real, because when he said, you know, we don't know what went through Sam's mind before he, before he took his own life, right? But <clears throat> instead of focusing on that, why don't we focus on the fact that how amazing it is that, that he, he came to fight for peace or that he went to school or that his parents even had him or that he had all these friends. Like there are so many other amazing things mm. that have happened, millions, right? And, and, and we're the, focusing and the on this one thing. positive impact he's, he's had on other people as well. Yes. Yeah. And we're focusing on one bad thing. So it's like, you're 80 and you're saying, well, this is regret, this is regret. But it's like, how many amazing experiences have you had to look at this experience that didn't go so well? It's kind of, it just seems weird. Yeah, I agree with that. So last and final question that we ask every single person that comes on the podcast. Um, so if you had 8 billion people listening to you say one thing, what would that thing be? <clears throat> mm. So I'm, 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 it's weird. <clears throat> it might be, it would still be seek to understand, mm. seek to understand, <clears throat> but not just necessarily. So to explain that, it's to always try to understand the context 
of either what other people do to you, <clears throat> what you do to other people, or, or, or how you feel at that particular moment. Mm. So it, it, it relates to the, the concept of regret. It relates to the concept of feeling maybe sad or um, not necessarily happy or not necessarily motivated. But seeking to understand is understanding the context of that. <clears throat> so I don't feel like I want to do burpees. But why do I want to do burpees? Because it's difficult. Difficult things are often very positive for me. Mm. So I understand that context. Now I can go and, and do what I'm going to do. So now I'm going to do the opposite of, 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 of what I don't want to do. Um, why is this person, you know, this person's annoying me. They, they said some nasty things. Um, there's a context behind that that often maybe has nothing to do with me. So I don't need to take that personally. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel depressed today. Okay. The context is, is that maybe, do you know what? Maybe I, maybe I haven't eaten enough. I really didn't get enough sleep. Maybe I need to live a more healthy lifestyle and then maybe that will affect my mood. Um, so I think having, having that context, which often comes from reflection and having that, creating that time and space to consider, um, I suppose, factors around us um, provides us with an opportunity to feel positive and to grow. Yeah, I love that. And and yeah, like I, I think you said it in a really nice way. It's also when it comes to other people. Obviously, it's good to understand ourselves as well, to seek to understand ourselves too. And and also when it comes to other people, sometimes like, and tell me if I'm going the wrong way, like rather than creating a story about what the person did, just like spend a bit more time investigating and understanding why that person did that or how did, you know, what, what, what it is with that person. And yeah, just uh, just kind of like, yeah, just don't don't jump to a conclusion and, and, and see what, you know where the person came from i guess yeah that's yeah. exactly it that's i love exactly that it. yeah man thanks for being on here man i appreciate on it. her that's hair a... everywhere in planet mars <laughs> everywhere yeah no, that was an really honor. good it's yeah. An honor. it's an honor yeah yeah it's really a good pleasure, man. it's an honor as well man. man 